Well, uh, thanks for inviting me. It's nice to come to a breakfast meeting sort of post-pause. But given there are usually four paws on an animal, we're now moving to the second part. And yesterday we uh, we agreed four new areas to look at, uh, which uh, one of which includes integration. So this is a very, very important time. Most of the uh, time over the last eight weeks has been spent with patients and staff, doctors with nurses, with AHPs. And um, We've met uh, with over 6,500 people and had countless emails and blogs. And we followed the Guardian Health blog intimately and participated in that as well as uh, the BMA. And it, it's quite interesting coming out of the first week of uh, activity, which was largely politically driven. Um, the key themes that were coming out then were the same themes that were coming out towards the end, that uh, the NHS is a, a valuable part of... British and particularly English society because we're looking at, at England it's um, almost at the level of religion so you're talking about something which is a, a part of the spiritual nature of the people who live in England and therefore it's very difficult challenging people and talking about their beliefs because they're so deep set and the belief is there should be an NHS for England it should be free when you need it and it should be comprehensive uh, that was something we heard from politicians privately and in publicly and publicly and and all of the staff and patients uh, and I firmly believe that the Prime Minister and the Secretary of State believe that we should have a comprehensive NHS free at the point uh, that you need it when you're ill I've met many times with David Cameron privately and in public and what he says in private is exactly the same as he says in public uh, and I do believe that he wants a comprehensive system and this isn't about privatising the NHS and what the politicians have said to me is that the second theme that came out which is about integrating healthcare is the key for the future of the NHS and what we discovered through the eight weeks is the word integration means different things to different people so one GP leader said to us at a meeting a few weeks ago that he believed that integration meant hospitals taking over general practice so that GPs become salaried. Now, whether you believe or not that GPs should be salaried and not independent contractors is one thing, but I personally uh, don't believe that that's what we're trying to talk about. Uh, but that is a particular belief. Most of the patients, uh, including uh, Sally Braley, who was um, our, our patient rep who came to a lot of our meetings, believe that it's about making sure our NHS focuses on the needs of that individual patient, service, user, client, depending on which word you like to use, at different levels. And throughout our work, you know, I'd like to pay tribute to Chris uh, uh, and the work the King's Fund have done on integration. You'll hear a little bit more in a few minutes. But being able to use the evidence base that they were putting together some work from the Nuffield Trust as well, was extremely helpful in trying to flesh out what people meant by this, this term. And as we move forward, uh, we will uh, be taking this work uh, further. Um, integration is in all four of our core papers, which were received and responded to by government. Uh, it was also a key theme in the overarching paper. Uh, and to refresh your, your memory, or for those of you who haven't read the documents, or if you really want help with sleep, 
reading the bill committee minutes are quite useful. Competition, we talked about. Um, we think competition isn't a disease and should be part of the NHS, but it should be used as a, a tool for supporting choice, promoting integration and improving quality, never used as uh, an end in itself. And we said a lot about Monitor's role in relation to competition, diluting its role of promoting competition in the bill, but recognising competition is useful and important in some areas. But saying its primary duty should be to require Monitor to support choice, collaboration and integration. And for those of you who followed the bill committee, the words are slightly changed, but the emphasis is the same in the government's response. And if you read, I think we're on session six of the amendments going through at the moment, integration follows as part of the debate in every single one uh, of the meetings. Jeff Oldtimes, who was our superb chair of uh, the patient involvement and public accountability stream, uh, and is also a chief executive of Hammersmith and Fulham Council, as he was on his travels around the country, also picked up very clearly the message that patients and clients involved in health, receiving health and social care, as well as the professionals, believe that the way forward is integrating care for patients and for communities. And he talked in his document about NHS commissioners and local authorities should be jointly responsible for improving outcomes where they depend on joint working. Uh, this should be through the joint health and well-being strategy, through the health and well-being boards. And then we should look at incentivising people working together, whether that's GPs working with community nurses or whether it's health and social care working together more seamlessly or whether it's primary and secondary care and developing new models of care. We believe that we should support the integrated models like in Torbay and allow them to grow and prosper and make sure that during the transition to a new system their good work is encouraged, learnt from and supported. But we actually want to encourage more piloting of integrated systems as well as encouraging the cultural shift. Uh, yesterday, we spent the whole day looking at the four new themes for the future. And we'll be looking at, it hasn't been announced yet, but given that uh, the press here, I'm sure will keep this to themselves. Um, we're looking at um, trying to look at integrated care in the whole. So we'll be wanting to work with the King's Fund and others to look at what it really means what sort of ideas we can get to incentivise people working together, what can we do to help the government, the Department of Health, remove the barriers to integrating care. Um, we're going to be looking at information and how that can help patients make choices and doctors and clinicians improve the quality of their care, as well as taking forward our work on public health and education and training. But the overarching theme is that the NHS is there for the individual and for communities. And I'll finish, because David Nicholson copied me last week, which is great, by saying that um, the core thing is the NHS constitution. And if you read through this, this is what the NHS is grounded in at the moment and will be very important. So in these words, as I pass over to Sarah and Chris, I think you'll see what I, what I mean about where we're going. So the NHS belongs to the people. It's uh, there to improve our health and well-being, supporting us to keep mentally and physically well, to get better when we're ill and when we cannot fully recover to stay as well as we can to the end of our lives. It works at the limit of science, 
bringing the highest levels of human knowledge and skill to save lives and improve health, touches our lives at times of basic human need when care and compassion are what matter most. We believe you can't deliver the vision for the NHS without the professionals working together, without more empowerment and involvement of patients in joint decision making, and without having a more comprehensive integrated system at all levels. And we look to Chris and colleagues to give us ideas and to yourselves on how we can take that forward and make that vision a reality because that's what overwhelmingly we've heard from the many thousands of people we've met. Thank you. Thank you.